What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherm in the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm. This is episode 36036. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. I greatly appreciate the support. Really excited to share this one with you guys. This mix is actually my live set from last weekend at the Hubbard Inn Key Club. And throughout the episode, guys, I'm actually featuring an interview from the man who puts on the whole thing. Brian Bluen came and visited me in my studio here in Chicago, and I got to sit down and ask him how it all got started for him. He's actually been involved in the Chicago scene here for about the past five, six years, promoting basically every club, every event that you have all been to. Um, I've known him for a little while, but it was really great to actually sit down with him and find out about why he does it um, and when it all started for him as well. I got to say, guys, he gave me some great business advice, so I would pay close attention. Um, but really, though, he is an awesome guy, and shout out to Brian for coming on the show. Uh, his interview is is going to be throughout the episode, but I want you guys to enjoy this mix right now. Thank you so much, and I'll catch up with you guys in a little bit.
Ladies and gentlemen, I am here with legendary Chicago man, Brian Bluen. Brian, thanks for coming on the show, man. Myatt, appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Excited. Yeah? Give me the opportunity to talk about myself. Do you feel sure famous you right this? now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm we'll, just kidding, We'll man. see how that ends up in a couple of years from now. Yeah? Yes. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. I'm really happy to be on the show. Uh, for those who don't know, I've known Brian for a few years now, but it was really good to actually connect with him on a recent event. I played at uh, the Keys to the House at Hubbard Inn, and I got to say, it's refreshing. Uh, I've talked about it on the show a lot of times how there's big in-between in Chicago for the house music crowd and the top 40 crowd, and mm -hmm. it's really hard to find that niche, but once you do, it's the right people. So I was super happy to play at the event. It was very well organized and overall a great time. Yes. Yes, indeed. I was uh, definitely... Excited to bring you on board. I uh, gave you a shot to welcome on to the event, and uh, you absolutely killed it. Hey. It, it was fantastic. I'm glad uh, to hear Very, it, very good set. I'm so glad. So, Brian, where are you originally from? Uh, definitely, or originally from South Suburbs. Uh, so, grew up in Tinley Park. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever been to seeing a show in the South Suburbs, it's right by the World Music Theater or okay. Theater Center. Yes. But it's changed names over the time, so, but that is where I was born and raised, Frankfurt Square, Tinley Park. Okay. Um, and then have been in Chicago for the last two years. That's awesome, man. Yes. And you've been living, you said, in Lincoln Park? Uh, yeah, moved, recently moved to Lincoln Park. Uh, started off in Lakeview East off of like Hosted and uh, Belmont. Yeah. And that was a good starting spot, and now with my girlfriend and I spreading our wings and pond hopping uh, <laughs> south towards the city and eventually making it a little bit closer. But yeah, nice. love, love uh, the starting spot, you know, instead of just moving right to a big bustling city, uh, I guess you call it the suburbs of Chicago, like being on the north yes. side, Wrigleyville, you know, like that, that area, it's cool. It's very family oriented. Um, Everything is in walking distance. You could park, which is kind of nice, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's that around here? Yeah, yeah. yeah down uh, down the middle of the city. You had to park at the Marianos yeah, for exactly. free parking over That here. is smart guy, though. That's yes. how you know you're Chicago, man. I will be going by and packing, uh, <laughs> buying a pack of gum, making sure I get out the parking garage for free. That's so, all you need, right? Absolutely. This, the more you know. I so guess, you're a Chicago, Chicago guy, then, man. You oh, had the Blackhawks game last night. I was indeed. You big sports guy then too? Oh, Bulls. Yeah. Uh, Bulls. Uh, White Sox. Got to rep the South Side. White Sox. Uh, Bulls. 
uh, Bears, yeah. you know, uh, with them for the winning and losing seasons, and mostly that's, losing. That's but Chicago fan uh, right there? Absolutely. You know, I definitely have my roots uh, in Chicago. You know, my grandpa was part owner and started the House of Blues. Um, really? In Chicago. So, oh, wow. You know, they lived down here their whole life. Uh, my grandma and grandpa. My grandma actually lives right outside your window um, in Lakeview East. Yeah. So she lives down here. So, yeah, even though Sweet. born and raised in the suburbs, I've been downtown my whole life you know grandpa mm -hmm. had a boat house of blues so on and so forth so wow. love the city um it took a little bit longer you know being 28 to, to actually get down here but looking at it now um you know having a lot of friends and experiences that moved out right away yeah. um and the city just ate them up and spit them back to the suburbs i'm <laughs> kind of glad that i waited uh yeah. to get down here have a nice job be able to support myself uh and then uh my girlfriend as well who's a nurse and doing very well a new nurse so congratulations what's her name uh britney 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 you rock yes she's gonna listen to this right she will listen to okay this. you're gonna make her listen <laughs> i'm gonna make her listen to <laughs> britney it. you rock keep killing it girl <laughs> that's awesome man so guys i'm having on the show because brian's just been involved in the chicago scene obviously for so long um, he's been putting on events, promoting, marketing, everything else in between. But really what I want to ask you, man, just to start is what got you into electronic music? You know, was there a specific event you went to, a song you heard, a person who showed you it, anything like that? Do you remember there being a specific instance? Uh, absolutely. And you know what? I was oddly enough uh, thinking about that driving on the way here. Yeah. Uh, Cascade came on. Which uh -huh. is nice. My Your guy. Number one. Uh, if anyone you know, really knows me. They uh, either make fun of me for my love of Cascade or uh, they, you know, uh, like the, my love for Cascade. Sure, sure. Um, the events, you know, being, uh, I guess we'll take it back to the day, 2006. Wow. So 28 years old, 2006, 16. Yeah. Uh, 16, you know, 15 was the first time really hearing uh, electronic music. It wasn't yeah. even EDM back then. It, it didn't wasn't. have all the genres that there is now. Yeah. You had house and, uh, like hard style Euro trance, <laughs> you know, very girly, poppy yeah. yes. Euro trance. There yes. wasn't a lot to listen to. And, uh, you know, there was Dance Factory Radio is really what got me into it. I don't I know that. if uh, you're from the west suburbs or north suburbs, but in the south suburbs, and I think in the west suburbs, it was 99.9, it's called Dance Factory Radio. Uh, and they played Dead Mouse and Armin Van Buren and nice. Old Tiesto yeah. and Cascade and just hearing all of that so again what, what was the transition for you from you know i guess age 16 from hearing all that music to maybe in through college to mm. into your 20s in chicago when did you really be like okay i'm i'm love this music so i want to put on the events behind it absolutely so i guess before we get into the events uh really what it started was you know going into so high school of course 16 17 that's high school um listening to that kind of music just wasn't popular back then you know no one no. You, and not to mention there were no 18 year old clubs i think medusas and uh <laughs> what well, used to go let me actually retract that energy thursdays yeah that's be, a, yeah energy thursdays <laughs> <laughs> used to be nuts and that was 17 18 years old and you oh, just man. go like straight to school and teachers would be like what the hell is you know wrong with you it's <laughs> seven in the morning when everyone's still up just yeah. going to class yeah. so yeah, energy, but again, energy was like hard style. You know, you go and listen to Infinity, which is funny because he's awesome house now, but it used to be Infinity and no Caffeine. Way. Oh, that Infinity is the same Garrett Infinity. Holy of, shit, who man. Who now I mean, plays at Spy Bar. Yeah. He's huge, right? Yeah. And he's awesome. He's always a good person to go and see. Uh, Markski and Caffeine. So, you know, that's where it kind of, I guess, started. 
um, but it was still small. And again, it was hard style. It, it wasn't like, uh, it was hard. It was hard <laughs> style for sure. And it wasn't my cup of tea, but you know, at that point in time, with the music scene, there wasn't anything else to go to. You're too young to go to clubs, right? Unless everyone, the whole crew's got fake IDs, which right, that's not, not that really going to happen. happen. Uh, 18 and and younger clubs just really weren't uh, a, a thing, you know, for for your specific music likes to to go and listen to. Um, so when I went to school, the music, sorry, uh, when I went to uh, college, which I went to Purdue, um, mm. the music for me still stayed. But back in, that's now 2009, 10, 11, you know, going to Purdue, which wasn't the most party-esque type of school, even when you go to frats, you would hear maybe one, like, Infinity Guru, what was it, uh, Infinity 2008, like, uh, Josh Guru. Yeah, yeah, like, whatever. Yeah. You'd hear that, and then that's there'd be it. a million other rap songs. Yep, so it's like, it. there, it just wasn't anything. But I kept it alive, um, I guess, within myself. Uh, came back from school, and, you know, now, school's over with 21 22 years old mm -hmm. that's when the club scene started and yeah. that's when you know i was able to kind of get out of the lameness of of purdue at that time just because it just wasn't that a thing it wasn't where uh, you were at exactly as compared to my brother just graduated and now they have two clubs down there so it's just it is, i missed my call i missed the time the time frats are having these people come in like exactly yeah. exactly i'm sure you've played at a frat before I've yeah had i'm going to purdue to play in a few weeks there you yeah go. Exactly. okay yeah. so the prime example of I, I, I'm so envious of my brother. It's not really his his scene. Um, and I tell him, like, I'm just so <laughs> fucking jealous of you, man, because if if that was what we had then, I mean, I probably would have made it through school. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> my gosh. Who knows? That's awesome. Um, and then that kind of turned into, uh, you know, coming out and, and being introduced into the club scene and going from the mid to spy bar to castle yeah to um where else where else uh crowbar what was that what's the old no nah, never been the crow um is that was, what it was called though? it was crowbar okay. um crowbar was one but i stay i stuck with um mid castle spy bar sound bar yeah and then you know been the smaller one like y bar been a couple yeah. times and, yeah uh just all, all over the place but going to all those different places and Everything was different. Every DJ was different. And I'm like, I'm fucking home. Yeah, you know, I yeah, like this. I, I really, man. really like this. And that's uh, kind of where it just took off from there.
So you were talking about the venues you went to, Spy Bar, Sound Bar, the places that are still around today. And Castle, I always wish I could have gone to. <laughs> that Just was missed my it. Home. Is that, that still coming? It's not going to be Castle. Is it's it? not going to be Castle. Unfortunately, it's uh, well, not unfortunately, but it's uh, fortunately at least the, the building's going to be open because uh -huh. historically, love the building. Yeah. Um, it used and to be a church. It used to be the Chicago Historical Society. Uh, so back so in cool looking. The eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Uh, then it went to small various other things um, over the next you know nineteen. 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Mm -hmm. uh, then I think it was Limelight, which was a club that my grandma used to go to. <laughs> Shout out my grandma Let's used to go. Let's fucking go, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All she right. Said she used to have a lot of fun there. She's like, the disco ball's still in the middle. I'm like, oh, it's still oh, there. Oh, it's still there. Uh, she used to party back in the day. Oh, uh, yeah, so that was uh, Limelight, and I think uh, then it turned to Excalibur Vision, you know, half and half, and uh -huh. then uh, Castle, um, and then Close, unfortunately. That was, that was my home. But yeah, as you were mentioning, Getting uh, going to all these places, uh, you know, I, I mean, I just kind of took off like a rocket. You know, I was 23, 24, and you know, that's stuff that you normally do when you hit 21. Yeah. You're either a bar person or a club person. For sure. I hate bars. I always hated bars. Um, it just wasn't really my scene. The music wasn't playing of what I prefer to, I guess, listen to, whether it's, you know, rock or rap or country. Yeah. It was, I want to go to a place and listen to the stuff that Absolutely. makes me happy, that yeah, makes yeah. me dance and, yeah. and and meet people that are very similar in mm -hmm. that aspect. Um, yeah. So going out, as I mentioned, going out, you know, so much, uh, you start to get familiar with people, you start to get, see the same faces, yeah. uh, same DJs, same bartenders, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was actually one of my buddies that, you know, uh, Bernie and I were going to Soundbar. Uh, Soundbar ended up being one of my probably most visited and favorite spots. It was just a good vibe. Yeah. Uh, I liked that you had the round room, uh, you had the main Options, room, man. you had the downstairs. Huge. It's, it, it was awesome. Whatever you're kind of feeling for tonight, you go from room to room, place to place, and, and hear people out yeah. and either stay there or go somewhere else. Yeah. So I really graduated towards Soundbar, and every weekend we were going out. It was like almost like I missed. <laughs> 21 you know it's just yeah. like i'm like freshly 21 again yeah man and uh so we we're going out all the time you know dropping stupid amount of money because i didn't know about promoters i didn't know about uh hookups free covers right i didn't know anyone you we were just going we to were party. just going to go yeah. and uh met people we bring friends out and you know i met uh one person uh a good friend of mine alex kisloff yeah um who is you know very well known within the industry uh, good, good look chicago with arville as well um seeing him dj and you know being able to connect with him he actually brought up you know you guys are here all the time you know if you would like to stop spending money start making money <laughs> uh you know bring some friends in yeah. everyone have a good time and you know you take care of them and the club takes care of you mm -hmm. i said well shit, why not That's um awesome. and that kind of that's the the start the start of it all was wow. uh went from spending Lots of money to no money. <laughs> I mean, like you said, dude. Like you go to the, you go to the bars. Like you're not gonna be able to like. It's not like networking, quote unquote. Right. But meeting with the right people, you know. Like this is the scene you want to be involved. Exactly. In. And it kind of fell into your lap because people were like, you know, this guy's a fun guy. He's always, always. here. I'm a people person. I like uh, conversating with people. I like uh, you know being around people. I like meeting new people. Fun with yeah. All of the above. Yeah. I, you know, I've lots of friends on Facebook, and not to say like, oh, I got. 2,000 friends on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, but there's a reason. That means, yeah, I've met with you. We've had, we've had a, you know, we've gone out together. We've yep. had a drink. We had a good night. You, you're a random. Now you're a friend, you know? So that just kind of slowly built into 
um, I guess the awesome promoting this that I have at the moment where I don't even have to go out anymore. I still post whatever my details are and people go out and have fun on, I people guess, my behalf. your word, yeah. Exactly. Um, and that's where it's at right now. And that kind of led into uh, multiple opportunities with other people, meeting new people, promoting on different aspects, different parties. Um, and then at the end of the day, led to the creation of Keys to the House. Yeah. Um, and that's where we stand at the moment. And that was a year ago? Uh, yes. Yeah. So one year anniversary. Um, that's right. That kind of uh, came about in the sense of, again, you just, you just, the more you go out, the more people you meet. And it yeah. was just by happen chance that I was out with uh, my cousin Megan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we went out, we went back to, went to Soundbar, went back to her place. Uh, it was just me, Brittany, and another friend. We were hanging out, and two other gentlemen came down, uh, hung out with us for the night as well, and they happened to be linked to Key Club, and then that conversation took off from there. There you go. Um, and I was promoting the next week. That's awesome. So, for, for Key Club. It's nice to meet people like that. Or it like is. You, all, you immediately make that connection, like that passion about you know, putting on the event and the music behind it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, you know, working with uh, Key Club was cool. I was... Always uh, originally started promoting, it was just Soundbar and just Castle, mm-hmm. um, which was an awesome mix because you had Soundbars on Friday, Castle on Saturdays. Perfect. You weren't stuck at the same place. Yep. You know, you know. yes, it was Friday and Saturday were the same places, but at least it wasn't, you know, Soundbar, Soundbar, or Castle, Castle, or yeah. they could intertwine. You know, yeah. they could do, flip them and do Castle on Friday, Soundbar on Saturday, whatever it is. So yeah. once, uh, once Castle closed, uh, you know, which still to this day is so sad. Yeah, I wish you could see his face. Yeah, it was my favorite place in the whole world. Um, Being there for so long, you know, I I mean, there's there's hidden doorways and passages and spiral stairs to the top where all the DJs signed pieces of wood, like uh, like of the structure. I mean, it was awesome. It it was a lot of fun there. But once that closed, uh, you know, just rocking soundbar for every single weekend, you know, kind of got old a little bit, you know, staying at the same spot. So I was looking for something different, but I was very comfortable and happy with um, staying at Soundbar, promoting at Soundbar, bringing all friends and clientele to Soundbar. And this just literally fell in my lap. It was what I was looking for. Um, I told them, you know, I I would get back to them. I wanted to check the spot out. I wanted to see, spend the night out um, at Key Club for the first time, see what the people are like there see what the yeah. venue is like what kind of music's being played um because i do have like two prop, you're like a real estate agent <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was checking it out is yeah. this gonna be a right fit for of me of course you know yeah. and 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 with that you know i i have two different entities of friends um uh friends and associates i have people that love clubs they love the mid they love soundbar they love castle um you know they want to hear uh, it's straight EDM, electronic music, or house or trance, whatever's playing that night. Then I have friends that on occasion they'll come out to Soundbar, but they're more um, like uh, LA Social. Uh, they're okay. more, you know, like an El Jefe. They don't really In want between. exactly. They they may want that kind of music, but they don't want. They still want to maybe hear a rap song here. And yeah, there. they don't want the lights and exactly, you know, the club, exactly. Full on club. Per, sure. Per, so so going exactly to going to Key Club, I. Or let me, I guess, say this. Having only clubs promoting, I was missing a huge chunk of friends that I couldn't really help out. Yeah, they would right. call me, but they come to Soundbar maybe once a year, twice right. a year. Yeah. So, you know, having a, a spot like Key Club, 
I now have soundbar still on lockdown for yep. business opportunities, and mm -hmm. I now have a new spot. And being able to bring friends and, and clientele there as well, totally different revenue stream and yeah. a different route for me. Yep. Um, and I hopped on it right away, and I loved it. First night, awesome. They took good care of me. Uh, music was on point. I saw, you know, overall just what possibly would be played, what kind of people would show up there, yeah. um, you know, how people were dressing, if there was dress clothes, if it was nice, if it was relaxed. Uh, it was a little bit of like top 40 rap here and there, little Martin Garrix. Dude, you, know? you were like a fucking and, event genius. Yeah. Listen to your thought process on this right now. So I was thinking, where, how is this going to work out? It affects you know? yourself. It does. Like, it, it does. I, I, you know, like my day job is sales. You know what I mean? Same. So like, you if you will, couldn't tell, man. Yeah, obviously both of us fucking <laughs> won't stop talking, right? So I, I mean, like, and part of being a DJ is obviously kind of being a salesman in a way. You, you know? have to sell yourself. I want you to come. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want you to come to my event. The music I'm going to play. Here's mm -hmm. what's going to happen. You know, you give them all the details and stuff and at the end of the day it needs to be a two-way street yeah you know what i mean like i want to make sure that what i'm promoting i'm getting behind or what i'm selling that i'm passionate absolutely about. And, and i can just tell exactly what you're saying yeah you know that's what you mean yeah no w without a doubt um and being at uh i think it was like key club i only been at key club uh, like for a year believe it or not yeah so i started keys to the house uh only two months in the key club and the reason why this this whole idea even uh came about was uh Working with Key Club, uh, of course, you know, every club is competitive, you know, wanting to bring not just my Key Club type of clientele, but also flowing soundbar clientele yeah. over to Key Club. You know, that's just the competitiveness of being in that industry. It you know, is. everyone wants everyone to go there, not just like certain groups that yeah, go there. I know, man. Um, so with that being said, I mean, having that type of uh, very good top 40 DJs come in and playlists and uh, songs are being played. That's not always going to entertain my straight club people that want to hear house all night, yeah. trance all night, whatever <laughs> yeah, the case. Yeah, deep know. house yeah, all, night. all night. You go to Savai Bar for deep house all night. All you night. go to Transmission Saturdays uh, at Sound Bar for trance all night. <laughs> so uh, I couldn't, you know, make everyone happy and have my Sound Bar or, or club type of clientele come to key club yeah. and sit through a possible uh fetty wop song or i don't even i don't even fucking listen to rapping i know you know yeah, that, yeah. what I, you I got understand. the idea so yeah for sure that is where um i still remember to this day um i'm sitting in traffic on the dan ryan mm -hmm. and i'm just i don't even know what's it was like a green velvet song i think came on and out of nowhere this just Boom, this idea just popped in my head out of nowhere. Yeah. And I'm like, all house music, all fucking night, <laughs> the whole night, no rap. And then yep. within a split second later, Keys to the House came into my head. I got so excited. I called Brittany right away. I'm like, guess what? I just came up with this crazy awesome idea. <laughs> and I'm like so excited. I even have a name for it and everything. Wow. Uh, you know, keys to the house at Key Club. Like I'm sitting here like I am a fucking genius. This is so <laughs> awesome. And, uh -huh, and of mama, course baby. it's just it's just an idea. Um I had to run it by, you know, uh, GMs and management and everyone at Key Club. Mm -hmm. um, and it was. I sat down with uh Sami, who was uh, business development for Key Club. I mm -hmm. sat down with uh, Frank who is, you know, one of their managers as well. Super nice guy. Yeah, um, and we had, you know, lunch, and I painted the picture to him, and, 
you know, they they loved it right away. Of course, they had to get approved by, you know, people above them as well. Yeah. Um, so it, it had a good start to it. And actually at that lunch, um, drew the current flyer that I just printed out and gave to you. Yes, the same you one uh, that has you know color scheme has changed over the last four events. The logo's great though. The, but that was drawn on a bar napkin, which I still have at home. No um, shit. So just like all some small you know tech companies, the the, the joke is oh it's on a bar napkin. I well, mean... legitly that flyer was drawn on a bar napkin. I handed it to the marketing and my flyer is now what it is <laughs> what a great upcoming game, yes man yes indeed that's indeed. awesome
So going off that, I mean, obviously it takes a lot to put on a successful event in a city like Chicago. Like there's so many different types of people here, so many different ages. Like, you know, you got your people that just moved out of college, 22 years old. You got your people like yourself, 28, I'm trying to make a Cascade show, maybe an interim like me, 25, mm -hmm. looking for the house music event. Right. Um, a lot of people, I mean, people are tough, dude. Like you yeah. said, you're a salesman, so you talk to tons of different people. Absolutely. Everybody all is different. All age ranges, all spectrums. Exactly. Spectrums. So, and you've been in the game for a while. Like, is there a specific thing about promoting an event um, like I said, you know, you pick a venue for a genre, but mm -hmm. is it more to that, you know, other than talent and drink deals and location, time of year, is there a secret sauce to like putting on an event? <sighs> Practice, that, like... Yeah, you know, that is a great question because you actually really hit some of the key notes of... Yeah, no, of I know. Having yeah, a successful I know. Event. Yeah, talent, drink deals, location, <laughs> the, the time fact, of year. The fact that I January have... January in Chicago, you know, getting people to go Exactly. Oh, you know, God. the fact that I have free entry until a certain time, the fact that our girls are free, uh, that there was the two-hour wristbands, you know, yeah. and tables were relatively cheap for three people bottles. People need a call to action to get fucked up. So <laughs> now, am I going to lie? <laughs> is, is that a huge push for the success? Absolutely. That's going to get people in the door. Um, if it's raining or sunny or snowing or, or cold as fuck, whatever the case is. So, you know, the secret sauce, I think, is really um, having uh, good friends. Good friends mm -hmm. who are going to obviously going to come out and support. Yep. All four events, I have had a solid crew that uh, are there the whole night, every single time. Uh, they, they don't miss a show. Um, that's one. Uh, two, definitely having, um, I guess, the notoriety. So, you know, as the events continue to go on, they've gotten bigger and bigger. Uh, they've gotten more full. They've gotten more... People could see the the flyer and they'll know. Oh, this is going to be another good night. Um, the other, I guess, secret sauce to it is really putting in time to promote it. Yeah. There's a fine line of uh, pissing people off when yeah. you're promoting, of course. and then there's a fine line of not really doing enough. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually find more success, oddly enough, with promoting like the week and a half before dude you have to and and There's that's really a fine it line. And, and i and it's not two months prior because people, like people forget plans. about it yeah. you know and it's like i promote about the week and a half before i'll send i'll make maybe uh i'll put a perfect example for this one it's a one year anniversary it's a bigger event and i still only made three facebook posts mm -hmm. saturday morning of the event i posted in all the groups the edm chicago yep. and the mlo right um what else? I invited everyone to the event maybe a week before, uh, and it was still it was still full. Uh, so the, yeah, was. that's really the secret sauce is is just not pissing people off. And I don't want to ever want to be that guy, and I never was. No different than when I started promoting. Um, I wanted to be different than some of the promoters that I knew uh, because one, either you know people may have been just not attentive. You know, you knew that they were there for to get paid. Yeah. You know, they got you in. All right, cool. You're not going to dip. That's, yeah. that's some other people. Others, uh, maybe too aggressive. Tag me in the 99 fucking posts. You know, like, <laughs> come out. Here's the password. Here's Nobody this. Nobody likes those So people. from seeing different promoters and, and how they did, yeah. I came up with my own. And it's right. like, you know, leave people the fuck alone. Make yeah. a status. Yeah. If they see it, they see it. If yeah. they want to come out, they'll give you a call. Yeah. And that's how I still do it today. Yeah. I, I don't really post... My passwords for soundbar anymore. Um, you know, I don't shit. I don't even post about my own damn events. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I feel like that has been my secret sauce. Is that the best? Um, f has it worked out as far as could things be better? Yes. 
if I put in a little bit more effort. But people are going to want to come out when they want to come out. You can't force them to come out. So there's no need to spam them. People are people. You know, there's no uh, there's no need to spam them. There's no need to do anything uh, of that sort. And that is my personal secret sauce. I'm glad I hit you with secret sauce. Yes. I think you like the secret <laughs> yeah, sauce. Yeah, I do. I mean, listen, man, you know, uh, DJing in, in uh, at IU, mm-hmm. you know, I started really, you know. Boiler up. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> we're, we're past that now, right? <laughs> That's correct. That's you know, correct. it's uh, college friends, like getting them to come to shows is a lot different than when you're in Chicago. Absolutely. And especially the promoters um, from college to Chicago. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the name of the game is making money. Yes. Where everybody's running a business. Very much. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it was kind of a, a weird overlap because I, I was friend, really close friends with a lot of promoters mm-hmm. in college. You know what I mean? Like, hey, they're the owners of the bar. They just want to make some money. Bring your friends. Blah, right. blah, blah, like exactly. you say. It's top two, level two shit. Two bucks a head or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, something small. Then you come to Chicago. Hey, Matt, I need you to bring 25 people. Correct. Or you can't play again. Which is bullshit. W- exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you, and this is, this is why I'm so happy to be working with you uh finally because you do the secret sauce like you said you do that perfect in between of not too much right and not not too yeah it's 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 just really what is going to make people excited to come out either you've contacted me too much fuck your event or they don't know about it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's exactly in between and i'm glad you understand that and that is the the secret to success within this industry. Good to know. Don't be tagging people in 99 All right. posts. <laughs> Don't tag people yeah. in 99 posts. Uh, so something I really want to ask you about, obviously, because you've talked so much about how you've seen uh, the city change and the scene overall, and something I always like to ask guys that are from Chicago that are mm-hmm. on the show. Um, you know, obviously, I feel like the underground scene, and this is my personal opinion, and most people have agreed with me that I've talked to, has really grown a lot. Yes. Um, you know, the afterlife movement that happened a lot, I've been Very able to be events. a part of that. Yes. Good events. You know, the underground scene versus the mainstream, like we were saying, you mm-hmm. know, you when you uh, prospect, and you're prospecting Key Club, yeah. you wanted to make sure, is this an underground event that I'm going to promote? Is mm-hmm. this a mainstream event? What type of music are they playing? You know, how have you seen the scene change in Chicago since you got here at age 23 to right now where you're at at age 28? Yeah, so I, I'm kind of glad you brought up the, the underground aspect of it um, because there was a transitional period for me of doing uh, mainstream club uh, promoting events. And then also I worked with a good friend, Andrew Del Pino um, and Jaeger, who also started uh, reverse events. And that ended up being an underground type of uh, techno scene. Okay. Um, so that was a lot of Dragon Room, uh, a lot of warehouse parties. Dragon Room. Yeah, Dragon Giant. Room. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that, man. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. So, so Reverse was huge. And we call, uh, well, uh, they, they called them, I guess, fuck it, say we. I was one of their you know, close promoters. We called it um, uh, Tech and then parentheses, number, and then whatever it is. So it would be Techno, five, Techno, three. Okay. Um, and that was, like, I think definitely at one of the, the starts or maybe the highlights or heights of kind of having the underground scene um, because I think once that's kind of disappeared for various reasons, either on the legal or illegalness of the many events themselves, reasons, yeah. right. I mean, the, you know, mayors of Chicago and it, shit like that. Exactly. Like, there's many reasons. Exactly. So they weren't raves. It just wasn't uh, Dragon Room. Obviously, that's, you know, in legal aspects, but having it at, like, some warehouses, which there's nothing shady going on at the event to make it illegal. Right. It's just the event itself. Sure. Um, you know, that's kind of, like, fell on the wayside, and I feel like events like afterlife are a little bit more safer but it's still underground um, yeah because having afterlife at 
Uh, where did I, what's the... the annex? Thank you. I was going to say, what's close. a good place? Um, Unfortunately close. Exactly. So yeah. it's like... Place, it's hard for them to last long. It is. It is very hard. And, and, and I've been to annex once. Um, I don't think it was for Afterlife. It was for like a trance event. But, uh, you know, having places like that to host these underground events. Yeah. Even though they're in a slightly bar clubbish area, uh, or I guess the, the, the event, excuse me, the place is slightly public and, yeah. and clubbish in area. Um, it, there is still an underground aspect of it. Um, so, yeah, I guess that hopefully answers it. Yeah, it does. I mean, obviously <laughs> it's changed so much and like people go looking for underground scene now, Correct. I feel like. And I think it has to do a lot with um, house and techno. Very much have so. Have really started to become mainstream to me. If you yes. look at something just like, for example, the Ultra lineup. Yeah. Two years ago, two, three years ago, you didn't see fucking Jack Master, Joseph Capriati. No, no, you didn't see no. these types of guys, headliners. Nah, absolutely My jaw not. dropped this year because I was like... Hot since 82 and yeah. even more Oh, so. that's what I'm fucking oh, talking yeah. about. Like, yes, that's yes, my yes, shit. Yes, yes, you yes. know what I mean? So I think that stuff has become more mainstream, and now there's that fine line with the artists of sellout. Correct. You know what I mean? But it's Especially like, in the techno community. Oh too. my God, dude. It's, elitist. Yeah. You know about Elitist, man. Yep. Obviously, I'm sure you've, you know. Absolutely. Um, but I understand, look, I understand it. I understand both perspectives. Right. And I'm not one or the other. I no, try and same. play the neutral ground there. Same. I respect someone who makes their own music. I respect someone who wants to make money. I respect someone who wants to be successful. I respect right. someone who wants to stay to who they are. Yeah. They don't want to be in the main stage lineup. They're there for the music. Correct. But, you know, when when these things become mainstream, like, something can only be underground for so long. Like, but, you only hear about the Frankie Knuckles parties and stuff like yeah. that and the warehouse parties yes. that you're talking about. Because it became so big. Because it became so big. Right. So people are looking for underground scene again. Right. They're but, sick of the Fetty Wap. But at the same time, you know, I guess going back to our techno events uh, with, with Reverse, you know, the first couple events were just, like, what is this? Yeah. No way. <laughs> sure, okay, sure. But by the time we got to, I think we ended with techno 12 or 13, I, it was packed and it was full house the whole night. Awesome. And, and so then that underground aspect of it, it's still in the same underground locations, but now how underground is it that it's becoming slightly more known? Yeah. Um, because it was voted the second best party in all of Chicago. We really? lost the shipwreck, shipwreck series in 2015 i think that's sick. so if it's an underground but you just got voted second best player yeah. in all of chicago you at the uh, awards i forgot what the awards are called oh uh um, the do 312 yeah i think so was maybe where it's it? like best dj best uh, club promoter yeah. yes. yes so we won second i didn't know place. you were behind that uh so second place um and that's not really underground anymore and, <laughs> and i feel like that's the trouble is even with afterlife um it's an underground type of feel event but it's still at annex yeah, um, so, I know. and it's hard now. Nowadays, you got uh, a lot more stricter policies. You can't just go to somewhere in the south side and throw a fucking rave, no, you know, at, at, at a all. facility, at a warehouse, without reper uh, repercussions of you know legal we'll aspects, busted, the yeah. laws, whatever, cops, yeah. um, you know, whatever is happening inside the venue too. It's there's there's too much behind it, and no one wants to take the fall for that. Yeah, and therefore. Where is the underground scene, and can it? Can there be an actual, you know, exactly. underground scene? Um, yeah, and Chicago, obviously, like known for house music. Um, my my, a lot of family from the East Coast. I was mm -hmm. originally born in Los Angeles, and okay. one of the things that I talk about, uh, you know, I've been to a lot of events in both of those cities. Yeah, and just because of you know the notoriety they have as ci the biggest cities in the U.S. Right, those underground events go on there because there's more places like of that. Of course, but I foresee that happening in Chicago a lot more over the past 
or the next couple of years? Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely there is an opportunity. It's just who is going to take that opportunity. Um, I think uh, uh, Paradigm Events, have you heard of them? Yeah, of course. Okay, so course. I, I think they're still, they were very similar to what we were doing. Um, and I, I think that just, they're, they're continuing to. Yeah. And then ours, you know, separated and, and eventually just kind of fell off for various reasons again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's definitely the uh, atmosphere to have it. People are wanting, no different than there was 12 people at Techno 1 and there was fucking 400, 500 people at Techno 12. Exactly. It, so it's there. It's definitely there. And it's just uh, who's going to be the next person to, to, to make that jump and move into the underground scene. Yeah. So, Brian, last qu question I really want to ask yeah. you, and you, you've really said it in a lot of different ways, but what is it about working in the music industry that you enjoy the most? Is it, is it the love of the music? Uh, it's, you know, the love of the music and just I get pure bliss out of people having a good time on my behalf. Love it, man. And that's really what it is. Um, one, I think it's the... It's the smaller version. It's helped me help you. You know, you come out, I make five bucks. Awesome. You get it <laughs> yeah, for free. I got you. you so yeah, sure. You may, I make five, you save 20 at the door. Yeah. It's a win-win situation. Yep. But uh, having um, people literally drop my name at the door and they're getting benefits A, B, and C, um, I love that. I love uh, helping people out like that because I was that person spending 200 bucks on an evening and you're just trying to help out the younger guy. I, I pretty much, I guess. <laughs> I'm helping out save bank of, of the younger Brian, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I do love that. I, I have people that I'm literally not friends with on Facebook, but I still get messages from them yeah. every weekend. What's your password? What's this? Wow. I don't, I've never met them. I've, I don't know them. And just because they just saw... synonymous with of, fucking having a good time. And, and that's exactly what it is. Now, am I like one of the most known in Chicago? Not even close. Am I the best? Absolutely not. But still having the ability to take care of friends, uh, put them in scenarios to have a good night, whether that's, you know, with a password or maybe a couple drink tickets or whatever. Yeah. Love that. That's that's the reason why I still do this. Um, and whenever it stops, it'll stop, I'm sure, at some point in time. But, you know, and in the moment, uh, I'm, I'm rocking and rolling. Listen, you know, all you know what your role kind of reminds me of? You're the fucking Steve Nash of Chicago, mm -hmm. man. Like, you're an assist man. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? You're I'm never going to retire. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been playing for? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So... Uh, I, there's many of... I was just told by uh, Jimmy Page, uh, who played uh, at the Keys of the House from Ultra, yep. that, you know, my wingspan is untouchable at the moment. Whatever I want to do, really I, way I, to put it. I have a capability to do it. Um, I've never really thought about it like that, but sure, I guess it's still in its uh, infancy to what the future may behold. You're Steve Nash with the long wingspan. Perfect. I love that. Jimmy's put that great. <laughs> yeah.
All right, guys, that does it for episode 36 of Sherm in the Booth. I greatly appreciate you listening. And remember, whether you're on SoundCloud or iTunes, make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button so you can catch up with all old episodes of Sherm in the Booth and anything that's coming up. Remember, I'll be back in two weeks, and I've got a special surprise for you. But until then, peace.